0: Praise Master Jesus. Praise the Lord. So today we'll be looking into the topic about the Great Tribulation. About the Great Tribulation. I'm Pastor Michael Udile by name. In our last uh, message, we looked into the, vi- the three vital signs of the end times. The three vital signs of the end times. If you have not gotten that video, if you have not listened to it before, you can check through this channel. And uh, our YouTube channel or through our podcast, my ministry's podcast at www.righteousfeed.net slash podcast. you see that particular message there talking about the three vital signs of the end time. Praise the Lord. And the podcast is in different uh, podcasting uh, platforms such as uh, Spotify, Anchor, and the rest of them. Praise Master Jesus. So today we'll be looking at the great tribulation. In that particular message, we looked at we were able to spot out the three vital signs of the end time, which are, like I said, now from scriptures, includes the abomination of the of desolation, number one, then followed by the uh the great tribulation, which we'll be looking into today. Then finally, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 29, we also saw that. Apart from the abomination of desolation before Jesus Christ comes, there will be cataclysmic events, heavenly cataclysmic events, which the Lord said the moon will stop giving its light, and uh, the the stars will be falling from heaven. Praise the Lord. So these are the three, those are the three fighter signs of the end time. Praise the Lord. Alright, so in this message today, we'll be taking our opening test, our theme test from the we'll book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 21. Matthew chapter 24, verse 21, I read. He said, for then, the Lord Jesus is speaking here, he Say, for then shall be great tribulation. Talking about the end times. There shall be great tribulation. The Lord Jesus says so. He said, what, how would this tribulation be like? He said, for then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. That is the description of Jesus about the great tribulation. He said, for then, Shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. It shall not ever be. There will be not a kind like it. Praise the Lord. All right. So now, the word want to. Before we go further, we want to first of all understand the word tribulation as used from this in this particular context here, as translated. Praise the Lord. The word tribulation is from the Greek word flipsis. Flipsis. That is T-H-L-I-P-S-I-S. Flipsis. Tribulation is translated from the Greek word flipsis. And flipsis means pressure. Either literal pressure or figurative pressure. Praise Master Jesus. But in this context, it is literal. So, another synonyms for the word uh, tribulation are Anguish, affliction, burden, it is a praise the Lord. So there will be great burden, there will be great affliction, there will be great persecution. Praise the Lord. Now, all through the ages, since the beginning of uh, this world, since Adam fell, mankind have gone through all manners of tribulation. A lot of tribulation, wars, persecutions, killings, all manners of catastrophes have happened to mankind. But the law says in this particular place that this kind of tribulation has never happened. And after it, there will not be a kind like it. Praise the Lord. And that is why we need to really pay attention to it. That's what makes it a special sign of the end time for us to look out for. Praise the Lord. And therefore, the other people, for the people that opines or opens that uh, the, the Great Tribulation was captured in the AD 70 event. That the siege of Jerusalem by Titus and his men, that the uh, Great Tribulation was captured by it, we will not check to see the features of the Great Tribulation to see if actually what the Word of God says concerning the Great Tribulation was captured in that event of the A.D. seventy. Praise the Lord. So let's scripturally now. What let's see what are the features, the features of the Great Tribulations, the future of the Great Tribulation. Let's see if. With the features as the Lord shows us, as the scriptures tells us, was captured in the AD 70 event or not. Praise the Lord. Now, number one striking feature, there are two major striking features of the great tribulation, which we'll be looking into from scriptures. And the first one here talks about is a a great and unusual deception. The time of the great tribulation is a time of great and unusual deception, especially in terms of scale. Praise the Lord in magnitude and also in skill. Matthew chapter 24, verse 24. Let's see what the Bible tells us here. The Lord Jesus is speaking to us here. Matthew chapter 24, verse 24. Alright. He said, For there shall the Lord Jesus continue his statement, his words concerning the end time event. Verse 24. Yeah, he said, What? For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders. In so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. I come again. Apostle tells us in of Thessalonians that their signs actually were lying signs. We'll get to that scripture soon. Verse 24. He said, For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders. In so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Second Thessalonians, let's go back now to the second Thessalonians chapter. Second Thessalonians, I'm opening now to the book of Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians chapter, let's start from verse 1 so that I can understand it from context. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Say, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering unto Him. All right, the Apostle Paul was speaking to us concerning Jesus Christ's second coming and our gathering together unto Him, which with the, with the church we call. The rapture, verse 2. He said that you be not so shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that the day of Christ is at hand with death with this contest And the last uh, sermon, praise the Lord. Verse 3, he said, Let no man deceive you by any means for that day, talking about the day of Jesus' is coming and the rapture. He said that they shall not come except they come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Verse 4, Say who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped, so that he as God seated in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Praise the Lord! He said that this is what Mark called the abomination of desolation the man of sin coming to take over the position of God and seizing every other person from worshiping God except himself. Praise the Lord! And it is this abomination of desolation, the very abomination of desolation that ushers in the great tribulation I'm talking about. Which in this context we are looking at first of all the first feature talking about the great deception. Praise the Lord. Alright, I'll read for that for the sake of understanding. Say, remember you know that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now ye you know that you and now you know what we told her that he might be revealed in his time. Verse 7. Say for the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. We are going somewhere. That is not the, those are not the paths. In other teachings, we understand those parts very well. Verse 8, he say, And then shall that wicked be revealed." Talking about the, the man of sin that causes the abomination of desolation. They say, Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his coming and shall destroy with the brightness. Whom the Lord shall, dis- which shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Verse 9. Talking about the deception we're talking about. They say, even him who's coming is after the walking of Satan. With all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they, dis- they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Praise the Lord. See, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. So it's in the time of great revelation, the number one striking feature is our the world. There will be strong delusion, strong deception, an unusual kind of deception is what marks the great tribulation. Praise the Lord. And if you want to read further, we can also read the book of Revelation quickly. Let's go by the book of Revelation, chapter 13. Revelation, chapter number 13, from verse 13 down. I read quickly, talking about, so I can get a little detail of the kind of deception that we're going on at the time of the great tribulation, verse 13. And he doeth, talking about the uh, the, the beast here, and his prophet, and he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, so the antichrist a man was saying we call him down fire from heaven in the sight of men, and deceived them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by his sword and deed live. praise the lord and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as will not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Praise the Lord. So we just saw some of the lying signs and wonder. He said the, the man of sin, the, the prophet, the false prophet for the, of the man of sin could call fire from heaven down in the sight of men and that also images could be made and he had the power to, 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 to give life to the image that the image should be able to both speak that the image should be able to speak and also be able to hear, uh, uh, yeah, praise the Lord, praise Master Jesus. He said, Okay, let's go by verse 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as should not worship the image of the beast should be killed. These are some of the wonders that i will doing. Wonders that are supposed to be done by only God, that people believe that only God is supposed to do them. This man of sin will be allowed to do it. We begin. God will allow you to do those, those things. Praise the Lord. And the devil will you know uh, through he will do, doing it with the power of the devil. Praise the Lord. And because of that, those things, he will be able to deceive many. So the Great Revelation time is a time of unusual deception and and delusion. Praise the Lord. Then the the the, two second, the second vital sign of the, the Great Revelation is that it's a time of it's a period of an unusual persecution. Unusual persecution of the church, praise the Lord. So, we can also see that account from the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 13, from verse 12 down, Revelation chapter 12, from verse 12, which we are read re- part of it now. It says, And he exercised, talking about the first prophet, and he exercised all the power of the first beast before him, and cursed the earth and them which dwelt therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he well great signs so that. He maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Let's see from fourteen to, uh, to fifteen now. He said, "And deceived them that dwell on the earth by the means of the miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image of the beast which had a wound by a sword, and did live. verse fifteen. He say, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, and that that the image of the beast should both speak. He will give life to the beast and make the image the." He will make an image for the beast and also give life to the beast and also make the image of the beast to speak and cause that as many as will not worship the image of the beast should be killed. If you don't worship the beast, the the man of sin will now kill the person. They will cause the person to be killed. Praise the Lord. Verse 16, not just about persecution, verse 16. He said, And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and born, to receive a mark in their sight, in their right arm or in their foreheads. Verse 17. And that no man might buy or sell, save that had the mark or the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name, verse 18. See, here is wisdom. Let him that had understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 600 threshold and six six six. Praise the Lord. So anybody who refuses to receive that mark will be ostracized from the society. He will not be able to buy, you will not be able to sell. And anybody who fails to bow down to the image of the beast. Will be given life by the antichrist by the false prophet of the antichrist, they will be killed. So, these are the major, two major striking features. So, the period of the great Revelation is a time of great and unusual deception, and also it's also a time of great and unusual persecution. Praise the Lord, and all these two features that have been measured here were never captured at the AD 70s event. Praise Master Jesus. Now, with this said, now what are the next we want to look into what is God's purpose for allowing the great tribulation? Why will God allow such an event on the earth before Jesus' second coming? What is the essence? Second Thessalonians chapter number nine that we read, chapter number two that we read already gives us answer to that question because God will not allow anything without a purpose. Praise the Lord. Second Thessalonians, here. Yeah, 2nd book of Thessalonians, chapter number uh, Second Thessalonians, chapter number 2, verse 9. 2nd Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 9, I read. It says, even him whose coming is after the walking of Satan, with all power and science and lying wonder, verse 10, and with all deceivableness of, of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, for this reason, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Verse 12, that they all might be them who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. So what is the reason God is bringing this? It's because of those who refuse to believe the truth. or Some of them who claim to believe the truth and don't practice the truth. Who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Most of them are even in church. They say they are Christian, they are believers in Christ himself, but yet they don't do anything that resembles Christianity. These are the people that they don't even want to hear about, but they don't even want to receive the truth. Some of them even have itching ears. If they go to places where they're telling the truth, they, they disappear. They just want what they are itching ear want to hear. And some of them are the other categories of the, these people that do not believe are people that they have preached the gospel to several that refuse to believe in God. So God says, because of this purpose, The great tribulation will be coming to send them to their damnation. To bring them, to filter them out from the true children of God. Praise the Lord. So that is the major purpose of the great tribulation. That is the purpose why God is allowing the great tribulation. Praise the Lord. Praise Master Jesus. And of course, believers will be around at the time of great tribulation. And it is at times like that that God will be able to filter the True servants of God from the fake ones, so I'm there because I'm at this point I'm bringing it up now because there are uh, some other people who believe some good minded believers who say that God will come and first of all take away the saints before the tribula- great revelation. But scriptures never, we do not have any scripture, there's no good scripture to substantiate it. That's just a theory, maybe born out of uh, emotion and the rest of them, So, they they speculate that. Uh, God, because it's a good God, he would not want the children to go through such a hard time. So before the great tribulation, he will take them out. But people are saying that, forgetting the fact that over, the, for over ages, Christians has been going through all manners. God has been allowing them to go through challenges for their, his own uh, reason. Praise the Lord. Even Jesus Christ speaking in the book of Matthew 24, he told us that it was some of the Christians, some of you they will be delivered off to be killed. And they will be hated of all nations for his sake. So the, the theory that God will take believers away first before the rapture is not substantiated anywhere in the scripture. Praise the Lord. Now we'll go deeper into that concept. When we're talking about the second, when we, uh, I'll come up with the, second, uh, the next message we'll be discussing on, talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ and the rapture. We'll look into that better to see whether Christians will be taken away first before uh, the, uh, the great tribulation. Praise the Lord. But well, for the now lesson, uh, well, let's return back to the topic. But the first thing, that, the most important thing I want to hint here is that
1: believers
0: will be part, will be around at the time of the great tribulation, and amidst the great tribulation, when after the great tribulation, Christ will come to take the church. We explain for that and that. Praise the Lord. So, if you have been one of those that have been believing that the you, the church will be taken, it will be righteous first before the great tribulation, that is not scriptural. There is no scriptural backing for that. Praise the Lord. All right. So finally, I have known the purpose. So God will be sending the uh, the great revelation for the sake of punishing those who refuse, consistently refuse over time, refuse to accept the truth that has been preached to them. Praise the Lord. So now, finally, the next question I have not said that the first question, next question that come to mind. Now we have said that God will be allowing Christians will be part at, at the time of the great revelation. How will the Christians escape it? What are the things? What are the way out? a Christian to escape the great tribulation at that time. Praise the Lord. If you see the book of Luke, Luke, the first key here that the Lord Jesus Christ gave us, let's see the book of Luke chapter 21. The Lord talks about, gives us a key on how to escape the great tribulation. Luke chapter number 21, verse 36. Luke 21, verse 36. I read, the Lord Jesus Christ speaking here, after talking everything about the end time, talking about the great tribulation and all the, All the cruelties and the things that we're happening there, look at the injunction he gives us as a church. The injunction that he gives his church, verse 36, he said, Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So, the number one key to escaping the great revelation that Jesus gives us here, the the two major key here is the watchfulness. And prayerfulness. That when the great revelation comes, don't begin to fret, don't begin to run a task Don't leave yourself like that. Just be watchful. Be at alert, especially with based on the scripture, the things you know about it already. Be watching with it. Be watchful. And again, what again? You should be prayerful. Yes, we cannot pray like one of my uh, my, uh, my, my father in the faith, Doctor David Edepo said. You cannot. We cannot actually pray out the event of the end time from taking place. Because God has already signed it for his own purpose. But we can actually pray out our exemption. So at the time of great revelation, your escape key is watchfulness and prayerfulness. According to the word of Jesus here in, Mark, in Luke chapter 21 verse 36. So the number one key to escape is watchfulness and prayerfulness. And then number two, love of God. That was supposed to be given Romans chapter 8. If you read from 35 down to 39. Say, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Is it peril? Is it death? Is it persecution? What is it that can separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing. Nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ. So if you love God, you, you, if you want to be able to escape the tribulation of uh, those times, receive afraid of the spirit of love. You must walk in the love of God. You must not value anything beyond God. You must not value anything, including your life beyond your love for God, because it's only those who value God, who love God, that will be able to escape. Because people who do not love God at that time, they will value their life more than God, and they will be taken in at the, the Great Tribulation. Escaping the Great Tribulation, yeah, I was to hint to you, it's not about just being saved from physical death. Yes, people, Christians, even with their faith, some of them will still have to die at that time. But that doesn't mean they have been taken in. Taken in, be escaping here yeah, talks about the Lord tells, tells us, uh, tells us now in the book of God, Luke 21, that Luke 36, that we read. He said that you'll be able to stand before the Son of Man. That is the escape. Either you die or live. It doesn't make any difference. You can die and stand before the Son of Man at the rapture, or you can be alive and stand before the Son of Man. But escape is talks mainly of you being qualified to stand before Jesus after the great tribulation. Because some people will still be alive, even those that escape physical death. They will not be able to stand before Jesus at his coming, praise the Lord. So escaping the great tribulation thoughts of you being qualified to stand. And the Lord said, the first part we talked about was watchfulness and prayer. The second key here is love of God. Jesus Christ speaking. He said, he that does not hate his father, hate his mother, hate even his own life to follow me, is not worthy of my kingdom. So, to that extent, he also said, He that must follow me, let him carry his cross and follow me. That's what Apostle Paul was also reechoing in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 35 to 39. All right, praise the Lord. So, you can read this further. So, love of God, your love of God, for God must be burning hot at all times if you must escape and be able to stand before the Son of Man. Number, number three key to escaping the Great Tribulation, you also need endurance, patience, and endurance. You Can also check that out. we have got Revelation chapter 14, 9 to 13. Revelation chapter 14, 9 to 13. You see that in that particular scripture, because at, during the time of the Great Revelation, the Bible says, Well, an angel had to be the one to come and will not be the one to come and preach the gospel, telling those that were are being oppressed by the Antichrist that they should not take the mark of the beast, or because if they do, they'll be born in the lake of fire forever and ever. What but, but that, however. For those who are patient enough, if they die, they will rest from their labor. So you must be patient unto the dead. You must endure unto the dead, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the glory that was laid up for him, endured the shame, the reproach of the cross. So the way Jesus Christ was able to handle it, you should also be able to handle it. Even if it means you dying, you must stand for the Lord. Praise Master Jesus. Then finally. We also will be able to overcome the great tribulation through strong faith in God. Strong faith. Apostle Paul telling us, First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, he said we should fight the, fight, the good fight of faith to we'll be able to lay hold on eternal life, which we have professed a good profession among several witnesses. Praise Master Jesus. So my brother, my sister, these are the ways among several other ways which the Lord will show you for you to escape the great tribulation. Yes, believers will be there, but the Lord can exempt us through all these We can receive our exemption. If praise the Lord. and As at the time, not every believer will be gone. Some believer will still be alive, and by the grace of God, you will be one of those that will remain alive at Jesus' second coming, in the name of Jesus. He said, for the Lord Jesus Christ speaking the book of Matthew chapter 24, he that, uh, that said, except those days, Matthew chapter 24, Verse number twenty-two. He said, "And except those days should be shortened, there shall there shall no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So, for your sake, for my sake, the days of the great tribulation shall be shortened. And by the grace of God, you shall be saved. In the name of Jesus, praise the Lord. So, my brother and sister, amongst every other thing, this is what God has shown to me concerning. The great tribulation. This is what was written have been written concerning the great tribulation in scriptures. So, you too, with the scriptural references, you can go and read more about them. And if you do have your question, do not hesitate to so contact me and ask. Praise the Lord. And ask your question at our website www.righteousfaith.net You can click the contact button and send me an email and I will respond back to you. Praise the Lord. Praise Master Jesus. Then, in case my brother and sisters. If you are here to receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Personal Savior, I want to pray with you right now. I want you to receive Jesus. So you want to receive the Lord Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Personal Savior, please put your heart, your hand in your heart, in your chest as a mark of decision. Say the prayer with me. Say with me, Lord Jesus. I have heard your word. And I agree that I'm a sinner. But today, Lord, I repent totally of my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Write my name in the book of life. From today onward. I receive you into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior. I confess that I am a child of God. I am born again. I am saved at last. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. My brother, my sister, you said this prayer with me. I want to say to you, congratulations. You are on your way to standing before the Son of Man on the last day. The Lord will preserve you to the very end in the name of Jesus. Then, for you to grow in your faith, you need to receive the Word of God to be able to consistently grow in your newfound faith. To be consistently receiving the Word of God, visit our website to get all our sermons and messages. You can even receive my, uh, my free book there, my free ebook. You can subscribe so that I can receive my free ebook and consequently be receiving some other messages from me at www.righteousfaith.net. www.righteousfaith.net. Visit there and get a lot of material, free material that you can use some of uh, that, that you can use to grow in your faith. Praise Master Jesus. The Lord bless you. Congratulations for listening to this message. The Lord will keep you from the events, the, the catastrophic events of the end time in the name of Jesus. And in the end, you will escape your crown, another will not take. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless you once more again and congratulations.